Okay, hello and uh, welcome to Cinema Chat. This is uh, David Heath and Cinema Chat is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. And and today we're going to have a little bit of a slant, a uh, different, different style today. I, I have brought on an expert on the Hollywood sign, the Hollywood sign that was uh, placed uh, that everyone knows so well and has seen hundreds of times in pictures and 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 oh, and maybe you've driven by it if you live in California or if you've been there. Uh, so I'm going to welcome to my show Mary Mallory. Mary, thank you very much for coming on and enlightening us on this um, interesting subject. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I want people to know the the real history of the sign. There's been um, sort of some false rumors and that kind of thing out there for years, so trying to straighten some of that out. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's I'm I'm so glad that you are here to do some of that. And so, first of all, uh, you know, of course, uh, the the sign was placed in 1923, correct? Yes, it oh. was built um, for. Um, the housing development, um, it, was, it was like any other real estate development. It was just intended to be a temporary billboard, but took on this life of its own. And um, we're not exactly sure who came up with the idea, because I've been through archives and um, the newspaper and all that. And from all the founders, we cannot find who came up with the idea or who drew it. But... I do know from my research that it was built in November, December 1923, and it was illuminated for the very first time on December 8, 1923. It's when they turned the lights on that illuminated it, uh, and that was that was the first time it appeared in the newspaper, the full photo. Um, so that's uh, we do know that. So it, it by the late. December, uh, December 1923, it was visible to the city of Los Angeles from up there. And how I know this, my uh, I got started, I was on the board of Hollywood Heritage, I'm still on the board of Hollywood Heritage, and Hollywood Heritage is part of the records of the developer, one of the developers for Hollywood Land, S.H. Woodruff. And we decided it would be great to try to make some money off the papers and do a book about Hollywood Land. That was his most important development. We had photos and other things. So that's what got me started, uh, researching the houses, the residents, the sign, everything. And um, there was nothing really in there on the sign itself. It started out you know, newspapers and magazines that are digitizing, um, finding permits, um, and um, and some newspapers, once you had certain dates, I had to go downtown and look at others that were not um, digitized. So it's taken a while. I keep finding archives that have papers um, to come across stuff. And so I'm still researching and still finding things. Yeah, and of course, it's almost a hundred-year-old sign now. And yes. So, uh, so it was actually, was it real estate developers that, that had decided to put it up and just trying to sell homes there? Is that what it was? or? Yes, there were a lot of developments around Los Angeles that had 
um, real estate signs, large real estate signs. Uh-huh. They were not the first. They were one of the first, but not the first. Uh, but theirs was one of the largest and the white letters, which made it more visible than um, some of the others went with red and those kind of things. But yes, the, there were five people involved in the development. Um, the two guys that owned the land were M.H. Sherman and Eli Clark, and they had started the streetcar system in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And they were smart. Um, that The streetcars were basically to get people out to the land that they owned to buy real estate and they had owned this land for almost 20 years before they developed it uh, they one of their partners was harry chandler who owned the la times so you got a lot of free publicity out of that and then tracy schultz and sh woodruff were the two real estate developers they brought in to do the work of you know getting the land sold to people and um so there were the five of them um the Basically, it was Schultz and uh, Woodruff doing all the work and the others sharing in the profits, but they were, in a way, contributing uh, a lot with the free advertising and the land. So they started in um, March 31st, 1923 was the day they announced it, and their intention was to build high-class homes. It was a planned community because they had a real uh, commercial center at the bottom as well with some stores. Um, They had their stables at the top. Um, so the sign was um, just, and when it opened, the sign was used to help promote opening another section of Hollywood Land, the fourth section of Hollywood Land. Um, so it was up there starting in December 23, and we do know from the Sherman papers, they exist down at the Sherman Library in Orange County, that by 1925 it was having to be repaired because it was just telephone poles, pipes, and like aluminum. So it was very cheaply put together and it was not, there was no concrete used to put it in the hill. So it's surprising it didn't fall down the hill. But, um, so they were starting to have, you know, problems with its construction even then. Um, film people, there were or at least two silent films that I know of that accidentally caught it during chase scenes. Oh, yeah, were they? Um, uh, one, which is, it's hard to find the DVD because it's, basically gone out of print it's the weiss brothers um and it's um hair breath harry there was a series of shorts so it's on a weiss brothers dvd that came out more than 10 years ago um i just happened to catch it watching it with some friends and then there's one it's called midnight messenger which um i a film friend has a film print it's not even out on dvd so there could be more but i do know those two and of course the first big thing that really pushed it into the forefront um, Peg Entwistle, she was an actress. Yes. Um, she started as a stage actress in the East Coast. And actually, we have her to thank for Betty Davis becoming an actress. Uh, Peg, oh. uh, James Zurich has written an excellent biography of Peg. And he discovered that Betty Davis went and saw her on the stage and was so impressed. That's what made her decide to become an actress. Wow. And Yes, so uh, she obviously was a really great talent. Um, he found that she went to the White House with a group of people. Um, so she uh, got a call from Hollywood to be in 13 Women and came out here to do that. Um, at around the same time, she went through a divorce. Her um, husband was Robert Keith, who ended up being the father of Brian Keith from the, t- the TV show Family okay. Affair. 
um, that was not her son. He was that was from a previous marriage. Uh-huh. But so the marriage fell apart. Ended up they cut her role down very small. She had told friends she was going to go back to New York City. Uh, so they went ahead and got an apartment. And then um, she thought they might do reshoots of the film, so she stayed past the date when they were supposed to move in. They didn't have her money. They lost the apartment. So they were out. Um, everything was going wrong. So um, it was in, like, September of um, 1932. She left a note for her uncle. She At that point, she was living with her uncle on Beachwood Drive. and said so she was going to the drugstore. There was a drugstore in Hollywood Land. And instead, obviously, um, she walked up to the top of the sign and um, to the top of the hill on the sign and jumped off. And it's a strange story. A, a woman, I guess, was walking up the hills and, for, you know, further way down the hill, found her coat and shoes with the suicide note. She left those in front of the door of the Hollywood police station, but called the downtown police um, in Los Angeles to report it. Um, it would not give her name. So um, she was discovered, so it was like a day and a half later. Um, she, they figured she probably rolled 100 feet or more um, when she fell off the sign and uh, rolled down the hill. So um, unfortunately, she committed suicide. It, it gained its first notoriety, if you want to call it that. And then in the 30s, um, it starts appearing in films, um, mostly, once again, um, accidental. Um, there's a Three Stooges short, a ducking they did go, where the cameraman didn't frame right. You can only see it if you freeze frame it on DVD. You don't notice it on film. Um, but there is a scene that's shot outside Columbia Studios, which is where the, the Three Stooges um, were based. Mm-hmm. And it looks up the hill, and you can catch it over a policeman and Curly uh, in what, just a quick shot. Uh, there was a movie that same year it intentionally used the sign it's called hollywood boulevard um it's not out on dvd it's very hard to see unless you go to film festivals um but it's about a film star his um career is slowed slowing down and so a tabloid let's say sort of like national Enquirer, suggests he write um a book or a you know some articles about his life in hollywood and they can't they juice it up to make it even more spicy. And so the film opens uh, with things showing Hollywood, you know, like the Chinese theater, the intersection of Hollywood and Vine, um, the Hollywood side, Hollywood land side. So uh, that's the first time it's intentionally used in a film. Um, so there's, um, it's just uh, in, in the 40s, there's a couple um an animated Walt Disney, which is available on DVD, called Fun and Fancy Free. At the very end, um, you see the Hollywood land sign lit up at night. Um, there's It's 39, I believe, Hollywood Cavalcade. At the very end of the movie, um, they're sitting on a balcony, and you look at that night, and you see the sign lit up. Um, but So the sign starts going through problems in the 30s and stuff again. It starts <laughs> start falling down when there's bad weather. Um, 40s, there's a, a couple of little brush fires up there in the bottom of some letters burn. Uh, the H falls off in a storm. So it's not looking too good. And, but um, the by that point, Sherman has died, and he gives the land to the to Griffith Park and assigned to the Department of Parks and Recreation for Los Angeles. And the, the 
department wants to tear it down because they don't want to repair it. They're afraid it's going to fall down on top of someone and then they'll be liable. Um, well, people start protesting. They're like, it's a landmark. It's been there for 20 years. Some people are unhappy. They think it's ugly because it's, you know, letters are gone. Others want it to stay. So the Chamber of Commerce for Hollywood says, well, we'll take it over. We'll repair it if you'll let us take the land off. So they agree. So by February 1949, Hollywood Chamber of Commerce takes it over, and that's when the land comes down. Um, then in the 50s, uh, we get a uh, the first movie that really uses it as a major plot point. It's adult DVD called Down Three Dark Streets. Uh-huh. And the very end of the film takes place all around the sign. There's, um, they drive up to it. Then they chase, there's a chase around it, all this kind of thing. So it's the first thing that really uses it importantly. Um, so it rocks along, even though um, they do, it's minor cosmetic work they do. No one really builds it the correct way or puts concrete in the holes. So it's not until uh, like 78 um, that it's once again it's looking really bad people are going up there and graffiti in it, it um, the, it's just looking really bad stuff is coming off so um, Hugh Hefner says he'll do a fundraiser at Playboy Mansion and people come and um, they, it's about it's over 22,000 a letter um, people donate um, Alice Cooper gets a letter Gene Autry a letter Andy Williams a letter um, Hugh Hefner um, they end up giving more than is needed so that's good so um, to, they pull it completely down um, and this time decide to build it the right way like with steel that's with piers down way into the hillside that's concrete around it so the the frame's never going to come down uh, much better um, aluminum and things to stick to it um, and paint it and at this point then once that happens the Hollywood site there's some money left over and they, there's a, an endowment set up and the Hollywood Sign Trust is established by the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce to take care of it that's when they start coming up with the idea of uh, putting a fence behind it, giving it some security eventually. They do a camera system. Um, the police, have, by that point, have taken over the top of the hill, too. It was originally um, supposed to be Max Sennett's house. That never happened. Uh-huh. Then it became a, a radio station. Um, and so it, there was all the technology already up there. And that's now the police major substation for terrorism and things up there at the top of the hill. Oh, so there's great. a helipad and everything. So they can very easily watch if someone, and people do illegally sometimes walk up the hill uh, towards it, and there are cameras all around. Uh-huh. So I've been up there, and I've heard the, you know, the loudspeaker, you know, you are, you're trespassing. Oh, um, and, and they will send the helicopter out, and they will come out and get the people. Um, so there is that. So the, the, the security around the camera, the fun to, you know, every certain number of years they repaint it and take care of it now. Um, and thanks to them, and one of the things that helps keep this endowment fund going mm-hmm. is that um, they license it for uh, consumer products and for filming. 
So that was around that point, late 70s and 80s, and TV shows. That's when they start movies and TV shows using it. It takes off, and that gets everyone excited about the sign. And it's really at that point that tourism starts happening, and people want to go up, walk to the sign, or pose with the sign. Um, and that's when it takes off and becomes such a cultural icon. Oh, my goodness. Um, so it, it's interesting to me how, how this sign was built just because it was a, a real estate marketing mm-hmm. scheme. And, and when, you know, what, what basically you're telling me is the whole purpose of the sign is mythological because everybody that I would probably talk to uh, today, if I, if I took a poll and then I asked the next 10 people that I saw, they'd probably none of them tell you that this was, had anything to do with just a real estate marketing plan. Interesting. Yes. They'd yeah, all, it's, yeah, they would all think it was built for, you know, for the city of Hollywood, but no, I mean, almost yeah. every development that was on a hillside had a sign mm-hmm. in the twenties, Beverly Hills, um, outpost estates, which is above the Hollywood Methodist church, Whitley Heights, uh, Bel Air. So there were multiple signs around. The only one that still stands is the Hollywood sign. Is it is it possibly because it's so well placed and 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 that it that it's so taken on this whole different life is that is that maybe what what causes well that's part of it part of it uh, that's a part of it but part of it is compared to some of the others is that where it is the hillside is so steep and uneven that it would be very difficult or very expensive to build on <laughs> okay yeah that makes so sense. The, the others it, they built them like very on top of a flat the very top you know flat part of the hill this one is built on the side of the hill so um, it would be very impossible um, to build there by the time um, you know if they could, might have thought about doing something well even at the top you know it's then the, the radio station and all this kind of stuff so it's it's sort of um, thanks to its location is one of the reasons it survives so yeah I, I kind of had a feeling that was the, that was part of it and what I what I want to know now is, what what got you into this, Mary? Why? What uh, what caused you to, or what what was uh, the happening in your in your life that made you passionate about this? Uh, well, so I've always been into history um, and reading and all that kind of thing. I've been involved with historic preservation. My mother has been county historic chairperson in the county where I'm from in Texas. Um, so I've been involved in helping various historic groups. So when I joined the board of Hollywood Heritage in 2010, as I mentioned, they had just acquired um, the Woodruff Papers. And so trying to think of a way to make money for the organization and to get our name out there. And so I suggested uh, the book and that I would write it. So they got me started. And I'm the kind of, I'm a completist. I'm, I want to know anything <laughs> and everything out there. And I want to know, you know, I like know it before anyone else. And I want to verify because um, I, I end up getting wrong in the book. The only thing I had come across when I was writing the book, um, um, one book claims it was built in July 23, but there is no evidence to say why. Uh, and at that point, like there was nothing in the Times. It wasn't until um, a few years later, about four years later, that I see a documentary that has footage of the Hollywoodland sign being constructed. 
Um, and I worked in the entertainment industry and, and know that when you shoot any kind of film, there's always a slate. The slate has the title, the running time, and the date it's created. So I knew um, since that footage was it was used in a documentary that it survived, and um, it was Fox Movie Film News footage, which is at the University of South Carolina. So I called the film archive there, and the guy said, well, yes, you are correct. Uh, the uh, slate said November 27, 23, and it arrived in New York City like on November 30th, where their office was. So uh, the guy called it under construction in November and as we both um, said if you're a newsreel guy you want to be the first with anything so you're not going to have shot this in July and have held off until November you're going to have shot that day and immediately sent it off so it was under construction there in November so I was the first one to discover that Um, and there were other things that led to that a friend had given me an article from Practical Electrics from September 24. And it said it had been eliminated for eight months. Well, that uh, they would have had to have turned the article in like in August to get it out for September. So that meant it was like in December is when the lights would have come on. Wow. And then um, it was someone else um, who was researching something in the December um, 23 paper that found um, the paper that showed the photo of the night, talking about the night that the lights were coming on. Mm-hmm. So... Um, putting all that together and then finding these S.H. Sherman papers, the the archivist down there, the things have been down there for decades, but it's just now that the archivist is starting to process the papers and organize them. So I've gone down there to do some research. He shared some stuff with me. Uh, More and more keeps being digitized. Um, And then other newspapers, as I mentioned, um, I was going down and looking. um, Only the um, L.A. Times um, paper is digitized, but there were more, there were like three or four other newspapers in L.A., so I keep going down and like trying to go through those for dates. I know stuff was in the L.A. Times to see if I can turn more up in other papers, so... Yeah, so it, it it's it's it sounds like one of those things where you're a little like me, where you know you you, you start learning a little bit, you have to learn all of it, and yes. <laughs> I understand. So what's the uh, obviously the Hollywood? Uh, what was the what was the? Uh, let me just ask you a couple more questions here. Okay. While I got you still on the line. Um, let me ask you when did, what was the reasoning for changing it from Hollywood Land to just plain Hollywood? So, like, as I mentioned, so the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, they said if they were going to give the money to um, do the cosmetic repairs at that point, they wanted it to say Hollywood like that. So the city agreed and basically said at that point, we're like, we'll give it to you, basically. So that's when it went to the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, and that's when it started saying Hollywood. And why do you think they wanted it just to be just plain Hollywood is really kind of where I'm heading with that is why do you think that why do you think that was like that well i think that and that they didn't do as much with it at that point but i think they were already starting to figure out of like marketing and branding you wouldn't have called they didn't have the word branding back then it would have been marketing and stuff mm-hmm. but knowing that um they could use photos and, and the city of hollywood or um you know, eventually, like, if you wanted to sell products with the photo on it, that they would make the money off that. So that 
they're thinking of ways they might eventually be able to, and then movies, knowing that movies at that point, even now in Hollywood, that's probably the, the largest um, employer and, and some of the most money coming in is through entertainment, that they can make money off of it that way, too. So, Yeah, somebody smart is... is Somebody, somebody smart changed it and thought, well, that's uh, that's just a, an easier thing to say, probably. I would, yes. I would imagine. But um, well, what uh, you have uh, some amazing things to uncover about the Hollywood side. Now, one thing I would like to ask you is: now you actually uh, lecture on this on this subject, uh, correct? Yes, I do. I, I lecture on a variety of things around Hollywood and on. Uh, okay. When Sunday, April 28th at 2 p.m., I'm going to be at the Hollywood Branch Library um, and at 2 p.m., and I'll be doing a lecture called Hooray for Hollywoodland, the 95-year history of the Hollywood sign. Oh, well, that's going to be pretty incredible when it hits 100. Do you think there's going to be a big, huge to-do in a few years? Uh, I'm sure that there will be a big thing that the <laughs> uh, Hollywood Chamber of Commerce and everything else, yes, will do a big thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, Mary, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and enlightening so many of us because I, I feel like this is something, when I looked at it last night, I was studying it and I thought, wow, there's a whole bunch about this sign that I don't know. Um, so uh, I will, what I will do, Mary, is I will um, uh, post this and I will post a link uh, so people okay. on so people can actually... Uh, find out details uh, on your next lecture. Do you do this fairly regularly? Um, yes, I'll be doing the lecture another time as well, um, a few months later at another library. So, okay. um, so I continue to do things like that and keep writing on it and that kind of thing as well. And you, you're, you're pretty much just in California, right? And near Hollywood. Yes, okay. Basically, just just in the Hollywood area. Yes. Okay. So, folks, if um, uh, if you are listening to this and you're in California, then uh, definitely, definitely uh, look at this uh, or look at this link. The links that I I will post. And and Mary, please uh, send those links to me. Anything you want me to post along with this podcast, I'll go ahead and do that for you. And um, I I really appreciate you very much. And I will let you get on with your, is there anything else you're needing to tell me? Or? I think that's it. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh. Yeah, I want to get stuff out there. and I think people just want to know all about the signs. So thank you. Well, Mary, that's exactly why I do this podcast, because I want people to know things that they wouldn't know any other way. You know, so I, I, I feel like I try to, I, the, my, this podcast is, is primarily a celebration of, of movies and kind of every now every I guess everything about movies, but um, any case, well, thank you, Mary, very much, and uh, you have an extraordinary day. I appreciate you, and thank you for bringing all this knowledge uh, to this show, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, Mary. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was Mary Mallory, and th- I really want to thank her again for coming on the show and, and enlightening us. And just uh, incredible facts, and to know that the Hollywood sign uh, being 95 years ago was just uh, a, a scheme, a marketing scheme to sell real estate. Interesting, and the na- the term Hollywood has come to be something different for all of us. And well, I appreciate all of you listening to this uh, show today.
I'm presenting this as a, a bonus uh, podcast to, so I could get the information about Mary's next lecture. And I really appreciate you very much listening to Cinema Chat. And I am your host, David Heath. And Cinema Chat, this is uh, the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that, that made them and the people that also know about the Hollywood sign. Thank you for listening.